Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and I am with my co-host Emily Barnett. And you're listening to my podcast. To be honest, hello, Emily. Hello, Dr. Bibi. How are you? I am terrific. As you know, I am in Brisbane, and the weather is getting warmer.、Uh, but I heard it's not as warm as in New South Wales because of the、uh, bushfire again,、mm, yeah, possibly. Bushfires are already starting, so that's not good news. Yes. What about you in Melbourne? Yeah, it's beautiful today. We had kind of some up and down weather over the weekend: rainy, sunny, chilly.、Um, but today is actually a really gorgeous day. So I'm at, been out、um, tending to my plants and、um, tomatoes and herbs. So trying to get a little green, work my little green thumb magic. Yes, and the key words is you can get out now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. We have pretty much as much freedom as we would like. Now, so it's, it feels very good. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Okay, now let us set the energy of、uh, this episode together. So you may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless, of course, our audience is driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds, and exhale out loud. <sighs> Now let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart. And imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. All right. Today is the fourth and the final part of the topic on self-esteem. And today we are going to wrap up the topic of self-esteem on defense mechanisms that I believe I have been talking quite a number of times already.、Mm -hmm. And what is defense mechanisms? 
they are behaviors people use to separate themselves from unpleasant events, actions, or thoughts. Now, these psychological strategies may help people put distance between themselves and threats or perceived threats or unwanted feelings such as guilt or shame. Now, the idea of defense mechanisms comes from psychoanalytic theory. And for our audience who remember the episodes that I mentioned about uh, Freud's three components about it, ego, superego, and I also tie in with our higher self. So this all comes from Sigmund Freud. Now, first, Sigmund Freud proposed that this theory has evolved over time and contents that behaviors, like all these defense mechanisms, are not under a person's conscious control. So according to Sigmund Freud, defense mechanisms are not under a person's conscious control. In fact, most people do them without realizing the strategy they are using. Now, I agree with him to a certain extent. More often than not, particularly when we perceive someone or something or an event is threatening our self-concept, our self-image or self-esteem per se, then our defense mechanisms will come out. So having said that, with self-awareness and self-reflection, it is important to be aware of what are some of our common defense mechanisms so that whenever we communicate, with our co-workers, our partners, our friends, whoever that we wish to communicate with can help us in future conversations and encounters with them. So today I am going to mention a few different defense mechanisms that have been identified and are used commonly by a lot of people. Now, in most cases, these psychological responses are not under a person's conscious control, like I mentioned, but I do encourage our audience to practice self-awareness after listening to this episode, because that will definitely help to strengthen our self-esteem and to have a more open and honest dialogue with our partner or whoever that we want to communicate with. Now, I am sure the number one defense mechanism is very um, common, and that is denial. De denial is one of the most common defense mechanisms. It occurs when you refuse to accept reality or facts, 
So that means you block external events or circumstances from your mind so that you don't have to deal with the emotional impact. In other words, you avoid the painful feelings or events or behaviors. You may hear the phrase, oh, they are in denial. It's commonly understood to mean a person is avoiding reality despite what may be obvious to people around them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So this defense mechanism is one of the most widely known as well. Okay. Uh, Dr. Beebe, could you give us an example of a denial defense mechanism? Okay, based on my experience on couples counseling, I have a good one. Once upon a time, I came across a, an individual who cheated on his wife and his wife revealed that she had hard evidence because she hired a private investigator and the private investigator had a photograph of her husband with another woman. She showed him the photograph and said, isn't that you? And then the husband said, no, it's not me. So it's a, it's a big oh. denial that even with the hard evidence of him kissing another woman and he flatly in denial saying, no, that's not me. Wow. Yes. Okay. That is a, oh, that's a good example. Oh yeah. And it's real because like I said, defense mechanism is so powerful. It's there. It's a strategy, right? It's a psychological strategy to help our ego to cope, to survive mainly shame and guilt. So obviously the husband was shameful no doubt. So he wasn't ready. Obviously, he was in shock that the wife hired a private investigator to gather <laughs> evidence, right? That's number yeah. one. So he was yeah. in shock. And number two, he said, oh, what am I supposed to do now? So immediately it's a reaction. And therefore, remember, according to Freud, he believes that it's not a conscious thing. It's a reactive thing. And I agree. Mm. However, I think that after so many years, we are, we are evolved in the state that I urge everyone, well, at, at least with my audience, um, is that to be self-aware is very important. To be aware of what kind of strategies, like... It, is it denial or justification or deflection? What are the common defense mechanisms that we tend to use more often than the others? Because there are many, many, many different types of defense mechanisms. I won't be able to mention them all. Right. So I will only pick like the more common ones that we tend to use. And denial is one of them. So in that same example, let's just stay with the, you know, one partner cheats on another partner. Could you also say that the partner who's been cheated on, if somebody comes to them with proof and says, I have proof that your partner cheated on you, but that person could also be in denial and say, 
oh, no, you don't. That's not, you don't have proof. My, my partner would never do that to me. Or that's, they show you a picture to the person they say, oh, that's not my partner in that picture. So I guess it, it goes both ways, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also a good example. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So when, when it's so hurtful, right? Your ego, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like I said, the defense mechanism is there to help to protect your self-image, your ego, yes. basically. Yes. Yes. Excellent example. So um, another self-defense mechanism is justification. Oh. Mm. So I'm sure people understand what justification is, right? For example, mm-hmm. uh, most likely it will be related to behaviors that are not desirable. Mm-hmm. And then you want to justify why you behave the way that you behave. For instance, you yeah. could combine a couple of them as well. For example, a friend called you out for being rude to a cashier at a checkout counter. And then I could justify it by saying, well, I am rude because she was rude first. Now, so there's two things. One is justification, right? I justify my behavior. And number two is I also deflecting it. Deflection. That means you are, you are focusing on my behavior and I deflect it back about the other person's behavior. So there are two simultaneous defense mechanisms at work here. One oh. is justification and two is deflection. Now, mm-hmm. I would use deflection as also the top, one of the top defense mechanisms. You will hear people say that a lot. For instance, um, oh, sorry, Dr. BB. You tend to be late quite often than I could say. Well, you are late quite often as well. That is pure deflection. Mm-hmm. So, so that means instead of focusing on my behavior that you, that you are critiquing, I defend myself by using deflection. In other words, is to change direction or deviate the attention on something else instead. Yeah. Okay, so that is deflection. Okay. I have a justification example that is quite, I think, quite relevant to our circumstances um, this year. So during our lockdown, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but I drank a bit more than I had been usually. And I think um, I would tell myself, I would justify it by saying, oh, I'm in lockdown. I can't, you know, what else am I going to do? Or it, it's an, it, it, it helps me cope because I have nothing else to do. You know, I'm not getting up to go anywhere tomorrow, so I might as well have a few drinks tonight. Um, so I, would, I was justifying my extra drinking with the excuse of a lockdown. Absolutely. Perfect example. Right. And it could be, it's not just about drinking, right? It could be eating, it could be shopping, it could be anything. And we justify it. And again, underneath it, it's all trying to hide the feeling of shame or guilt, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know the difference between rationalization and justification? 
Ooh. Yeah. Maybe not, because I think I could also say the example I just gave you, you could, some might call it rationalizing the drinking. Yes, Emily, absolutely. More often than not, justification and rationalization goes hand in hand. So rationalization is like when some people may attempt to explain like similar to what we did, undesirable behaviors with their own set of facts. So this allows you to feel comfortable with the choice that you make. So even if you know on another level that this is not right, for example, using drinking more during lockdown as an example. So rationalization is using COVID lockdown as an excuse to justify the behavior of drinking more than usual. Oh, yeah. so that's rationalization. Yes. Okay. Yes. The next common one is projection. So projection is that you project whatever that you dislike about yourself. Oh, dislike. Okay. Yes. Or you shun okay. or you don't think okay. you have, but you do have. Okay. Right. And then okay. you project it onto other people. So it's like a movie projector, right? You project everything yes. outward, right? From that machine. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. remember that when you when you try to figure out whether you are using projection as a defense mechanism. So what I'm saying earlier is that it's not only the qualities or the behaviors or the feelings that you shun from yourself and you project mm -hmm. it onto other people. But it also can be positive, healthy qualities that you are not aware that you also have that you project it onto others and therefore it comes back to you. You see it in that person. So let's say okay. you don't consider yourself a very kind, but you keep on telling people, oh, such a such a person is so kind. So then maybe you have also projected kindness, your kindness onto that person. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. What about, I have a question. I think you see a lot of parents um, who... They have young kids in sports, um, you know, football, uh, netball, whatever the sport may be. And the parents maybe are a bit too or over enthusiastic compared mm -hmm. to the children. And a lot of times I think that is the parents projecting their maybe when they were a child and they didn't get as much into sports or they didn't maybe weren't excelling at sports and they're trying to project their feelings onto their child of oh i i really want you to be into this sport now you know you're going to be in this sport whether you like it or not is that kind of uh, along the same lines it's possible it's possible but the main motivation behind those behaviors is that because they want to live their life through their children right Okay. Because they never had the, because like probably they see themselves as very sportive and very talented, but unfortunately they did not get the opportunity from their parents when they're young. So now yeah. when they have the economic means and all that, so they make sure their children get that, get what they missed out on. Mm. 
and wanting them to succeed so that they can succeed via their children. So yes, in a way, it is a form of projection. Absolutely. But it's not really, or I guess, so it is kind of a defense mechanism mm. as well, that, that behavior. Yeah, because obviously it, it's still a, uh, it's a possibility uh, that there is still some kind of hurt Oh, inside yeah, of you, isn't when it? Were a child. Right, yeah. right, exactly. That you felt that you have missed out, you have lost mm -hmm. forever, mm -hmm. isn't it? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's a form of protection. Oh, yeah. What about when I say, um, my dog is so sad because he's home alone? Am I projecting my feelings onto my dog? <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a good example. Thank you. <laughs> we human beings can definitely project our own feelings onto, onto our pets. So, okay, that makes sense. So I think I have mentioned more common ones. And maybe I could just wrap it up with, I want the audience to really understand that once we are in our defensive mode, then we are not listening. So could you imagine two parties are getting defensive? That means nobody is listening. So one person might as well stop because nobody is listening, okay? That's the key. Mm -hmm. So particularly mm -hmm. wanting to be right. So whenever we, are, we see ourselves in an argument, most likely the motivation behind that is to be right. Particularly okay. after a while, right? After a while of heated debate, then one individual could sense that, oh, what, what was the argument all about? Then we realize that the motivation behind it is, I just want to be right. Okay? okay. So that's a form of defense mechanism. Now, you, can, you may also hear a lot of people say that, well, it's just the way that I am. It's my personality. That's a form <laughs> of defense mechanism. Okay? Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, or when you say something to that person or, for example, critique or make them aware of their unwanted behavior, uh, they could say, you will hear them say, I know. I know. Yeah. So that is also a defense mechanism, meaning if they choose to complete the sentence, it's basically what they are saying to you is that whatever that you are saying to me, I already know and I am not going to change for you. Right. <laughs> that's basically it right so it's okay. a defense yeah. mechanism of you can stop criticizing me or you can stop critiquing me and that is related to one's self-esteem isn't it yeah if my self-esteem is healthy i would be open to hear what you have to say mm -hmm. and i don't have to defend it before i let you finish yes that's so true. if my self-esteem is not quite healthy then I will perceive whatever that you're saying to me is going to be an attack or it is an attack. And so I have to come and defend myself by saying, I know. Yep. I am aware. Yep. But that's it. You can't hurt me anymore because I know it and I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. And last and definitely not least, I mentioned this over and over again, and it's all or nothing thinking. 
mm-hmm. or, or nothing thinking is a very immature way of thinking. So be yes. aware of that. So the more impaired our self-esteem is, the more we tend to have just all or nothing thinking, right? Right or wrong, good or bad, right? So if, if, I, if I perceive you as good, you're all good. Right. If I perceive another person as bad, it's all bad. Then you don't see any good of that person. Mm-hmm. And that is the all what? or nothing thinking. So that means it's either you are my friend or you're my enemy. Yeah. That type of thinking. Okay. Which you said, obviously, in a previous one or two episodes. That oh, many. Clearly yeah. there's... It's yeah. gray. We live in a gray world. There's no, it's not black or white. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Mm. We live in a gray world. So mm-hmm. hopefully our audience is clearer now on what self-esteem is all about, why it is so important and the components and the different aspects of it. And I truly Uh, to be honest, that they will be able to apply and use it and be more conscious about their, you know, to improve on their self-esteem if if it is impaired. So on that note, I thank you, Emily. I thank the audience. Until next week, stay safe, learn tips, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. Bye, Dr. Bibi. this podcast to be honest on apple podcast spotify and my website www.drbarbarakiao.com d-r-b-a-r-b-a-r-a-k-i-a-o.com